Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Millions of U.S. mothers and their children could be at risk of losing the food assistance that they depend on if Congress doesn't act soon. And that's because the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, commonly known as WIC, is facing a budget shortfall of nearly $1 billion. Now, the program provides services like breastfeeding support, money to afford nutritious foods and baby formula, as well as referrals to medical assistance. Now, to learn more, we're joined by Allison Johnson, who's campaign director at Parents Together. That's a nonprofit organization working to provide families with information and research on policies that impact them. Welcome to Reset, Allison. Hi, thank you so much. And Jenny Hull is here in studio, Chief Program Officer of Nourishing Hope. It's one of Chicago's largest food pantries and an organization working to fight hunger and poverty in this city. Hey, Jenny. Hey, thanks for having us, Sasha. Allison, I'll start with you. I just gave that brief overview, but can you just walk us through how the National WIC program works and and the kinds of services that folks can receive? Sure, of course. Um, Yes, so WIC is specially designed to help nutritionally at risk new parents, babies, toddlers up to age five, sort of during some of those most critical moments of our lives. And And as you said, it gives pregnant and postpartum moms um, and their kids nutrition assistance to buy healthy food like eggs or fruits and vegetables, and then even formula. Um, And then it also helps um, pair new moms with breastfeeding support, help finding doctors, health insurance, um, just a super important program to to make sure um, kids start out on the right foot. So who's eligible exactly? So it's new moms and babies. Um, It's pregnant moms um, and then postpartum moms up to six months after the birth of their infant um, or breastfeeding moms up to a year, um, up to when their child is a year. um, And then their children basically up to age five. Um, And you need to sort of be determined to be at nutritional risk, Mm -hmm. which could just mean that you, that they, um, that you could have a healthier diet. So if you're having, if you're having trouble getting food on the table and need some help getting some of those fruits and veggies, um, you can sort of qualify through a local WIC clinic. Um, and then your household does need to sort of make under a financial, um, income limit to qualify. Mm -hmm. Uh, though folks, if they're receiving, um, assistance like SNAP or Medicaid, um, they would automatically be eligible. So, Jenny, let's bring you in here. How does WIC work here in, in Illinois, and how often do you work with parents who use WIC? Right. So um, so we have a uh, – we, we use programs like WIC and SNAP and the federal safety net really supports the work that we do at the pantries. Mm-hmm. Um, we really work in tandem. So if there's a change in funding to any of those federal programs, we really see the response to that when folks coming to our pantries. An example of that is um, things like uh, cuts to you know the child tax credit when it went away. We saw an immediate change. Mm-hmm. Um, we are serving 38% more uh, – families with children this year than last year and that's uh, double what we were seeing two years ago Mm. so um, and we also offer case management support and the case managers are really in tune to public benefits access and what folks need to do to qualify so they're working with folks to you know qualify for snap qualify for WIC um, and making sure that they're getting the full assortment of benefits that they should have so we're seeing folks come to us if these things you know as we're talking about if they would not be funded or if there'd be you know a shortage of funding 
places like Nursing Hope will definitely be impacted. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, as, as Jenny mentioned there, Allison, I mean, more people are applying to the program. How does, uh, I mean, give us the latest updates here. How, how does this overall relate to like the government shutdown? Yeah. This so budget shortfall. we know it's been, yep. So we know it's just been really hard for families. We're hearing that every day um, as food prices are going up. And so basically what's happening is more eligible new parents and their babies are signing up for WIC, which is a great is a great thing. Um, and um, and of course the cost of food is higher, and so it costs more money to provide that that food nutrition assistance for those families. And so this led President Biden to request emergency funds to meet this shortfall. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as a bit of background, Congress has on a bipartisan basis, fully funded WIC um, for over two decades. Um, it's It's been sort of a commitment to meet the need um, just because there was agreement that these are, you know, the, the most crucial times in, in parents' and babies' lives. Um, unfortunately, right now, um, with budget fights and um, a push by Republicans to cut funding um, for some of these programs families need light WIC, um, it's led us where today. Um, and basically, lawmakers are racing right now to finalize sort of the full year funding bills by a March deadline. Mm-hmm. And if they don't include this extra billion dollars um, needed to meet the current, the, the assessed need for the year for the WIC program, um, for the first time in decades, we could see wait lists um, that could mean up to 2 million young kids and pregnant and postpartum moms um, can't get the services from WIC that they need by September. Wow. So it's um, really getting down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, March is rapidly approaching. And um, if they fail to um, pass this additional money, um, you know, the analysis says that some states will have to start sort of cutting back um, and trying to figure out their budgets as soon as March. So that full 2 million impacted would be seen probably by around September, Mm -hmm. according to studies, but we would start to see an impact pretty quickly here. Definitely a crisis moment. Absolutely. And Jenny, when you hear that number, right, $1 billion, first of all, it's hard to wrap your mind around that to begin with. What concerns does this bring for you, though, right? Um, According to a report by the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, 49,000 eligible people in Illinois could be turned away in September. Right. This is really concerning. Um, And this is something that, again, we're seeing 25 percent more people this year than we did last year needing our services. And a lot of that, you know, is related to inflation, food prices going up, um, asylum seekers, and just the, you know, any kind of change in federal assistance directly does impact us. Yeah. So we're already really busy. And we're already serving a lot of folks. And, you know, that number is scary. And that means more people are going to need to turn to us for support. And, of course, we'll be there like we have. Um, but it is it is a challenge to meet all these needs. Um, and we really need the government support. Are you worried about Illinois running out of, of WIC money by the end of March? Well, yes, of course I am. And that's and that is fast approaching, as, as very, Allison pointed very out. Very fast. Yes, yes. And, and it's also, you know, uh, you know, as a. Uh, as we've heard too, the fact that this is such a you know an important stage um, in someone's life, and so this funding is so important to mm-hmm. um, support those folks. Yeah, and, we, and we've talked a bit about you know the the impact that this could have on 
on Chicago families and children if, if this WIC money uh, was to run low. But talk about the impact on an organization like yours. Right. So like I said, we're stretched thin as it is. Uh, We're going to continue to meet the need as best we can. We have been so fortunate over the last uh, many years, but through these last crises with the pandemic and and such that we have the support of our donors and our volunteers. And so we'll continue to need that as we go forward. Um, Again, it is we will step up and meet this challenge as best we can um, to be there for our community. And Allison, you know, people can receive monthly credits for fruits and vegetables. uh, But talk about how much money people were getting before covid versus now mm. yes so um one of the things we've actually heard um that's been most beneficial was uh an increase in 2021 um when congress sort of specifically focused on increasing the fruit and vegetable benefit provided by WIC um to cover about 50 percent of what um, the sort of dietary guidelines say is recommended intake for fruits and veggies. And what that did in practice is um, increased it by about 50 percent. And so um, they and it led to like enormously quick results within months of this increased access. There were reports that um, kids receiving WIC had higher rates of fruits and veggie consumption mm-hmm. um and it was sort of much more quickly approaching the sort of recommended levels which we know um is hugely beneficial to and has long-term health benefits um however that is also sort of um a big concern coming up because last year republicans introduced a spending bill that would actually um take away that increase mm-hmm. in the fruits and veggie benefit and they would basically decrease it um, in the proposal to only $11 a month for ch- for children, 13 a month for pregnant and postpartum parents, um, and 15 a month for breastfeeding moms. And I mean, we've all been to the grocery store <laughs> recently and as a mom of a toddler oh, yeah. um, who can inhale blueberries, <laughs> $11 a month does not um, provide yeah. very many blueberries once you've seen what a kid can <laughs> down in one sitting mm-hmm. yeah so, I've, I've got two and um, they're constantly opening yeah. that fridge door in the in the in the pantry so i i get it i absolutely do i'd love to hear from you both on this you know talk about why it's important to have all these federal programs in combination right so i'm talking about WIC, snap the emergency food assistance program you first jenny yeah, I mean, again, these all work in tandem with each other. And I also think, you know, WIC specifically is is targeting a specific population. SNAP is, is you know, more widespread. But there's such a need for all of these things, you know, and, and different ways to combat hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, the need is so great that we that we as nonprofit organizations need to work with the government and we need the government's help, too. So these all these programs, we need more of them, mm-hmm. not less of them. Um, and we need more people to know about them and know that they qualify for them. Allison, anything to add? Yeah, I think um, totally agree with everything Jenny said, and I think one of the um, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about as we face down this crisis is just um, for some of those families who maybe have a baby who um, is having some digestion issues and having trouble keeping down and needs to try maybe different formulas or. Um, or a kid who needs some extra health support. Like um, WIC is really singular in its ability to help 
that kind of at that kind of time mm -hmm. um, in a parent's life. And we all know how stressful a new baby is. And what we've heard over and over again from parents is just that without WIC, um, they wouldn't have even known where to turn um, and they wouldn't have been able to keep those bottles full or keep themselves fed so that they can keep breastfeeding, that kind of thing. Now, as we talk about the, the possibility of seeing wait lists for the first time, how would it work to, to get off the wait list? If, if that did happen, Allison? I think it's going to depend state by state um, how they do it. So Jenny may have more insight. Um, but my understanding is states will have to start um, because they, they don't, their budgets are strapped. They will have to basically start um, putting folks on wait lists either as they're coming in for the new um, newly, like mm -hmm. maybe they just got pregnant or just had a baby and um, were made aware of this support. So they're coming in to get it for the first time or as folks have to basically renew the, the service. So every, I think, year people have to go in and sort of reapply almost. Mm -hmm. And so you could also see a family with a one-year-old who is relying on this new formula that WIC can provide suddenly not able to get it um, if the budget has run out. Jenny, I don't know if you have insight into sort of how Illinois would approach it, but um, that's my that's my sense on the national stage. I I am I would not know that, um, and I would be I'm worried about the possibility of it. Yeah, well, talk to us, Jenny, about what you're hearing from families. I mean, what are what are their exact worries? Here. I mean, the family families are stretched thin, as we know, as we've uh, as we shared uh, during this talk too. Um, and it's it's also about accessibility, right? So, like having these programs, having the different ways that people can access um, the food insecurity safety net, um, so that they can get what they need. And families are, you know, to the point that that things are more expensive, things mm -hmm. are harder to get to. Um, benefits can be tricky to to uh, manage as well, you know, in terms of like getting to offices and dealing with that as well. So, and transportation is expensive. It's just all of these things are piling up. Uh -huh. Oh, you know, and it just continues. The domino effect. Exactly. So people are really stressed about these things uh, going forward and, and um, relying on, again, nonprofits when uh, the federal government is not able to support. And it is interesting that you know, as this issue, you know, is arising, you, we still don't have definitive answers about how wait lists would work, right? Um, I think it's striking that the two of you are like, well, we aren't sure. Well, here's what we think could possibly happen. Um, and so... You know, that that just adds to the confusion. And, and I'm sure it trickles down, of course, to these families, uh, the, the beneficiaries of, of, of this funding. Uh, traditionally, we know that WIC uh, has had bipartisan support and commitment. So I'm, I'm wondering uh, and I'd love to hear from you both if this debate right now, if it surprises you and if you're optimistic at all. Jenny, you first. Um, I would say it's probably not surprising. I know that there is, um, you know, people who the farm bill uh federal benefits mm -hmm. can be something that people do argue about um so it's not surprising to me i am optimistic i think that people know there's a need out there so i am optimistic that and again i also believe in the strength of of our non-profit non-profit sphere as well to to step up as we need to and we will yeah. um so that part makes me optimistic the part i can't control is is what is going to happen uh, on the federal side what about you, Allison? How are you feeling about the uh, the dysfunctional congressional process here? Yeah. Um, part of me 
would like to be surprised just because we know for decades there has been this bipartisan commitment. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, um, just seeing uh, Congress over the last year or so, um, it's maybe not surprising. And the fact, like, the money is there. Mm -hmm. It's just about what we're choosing to spend it on, right? And Republicans have made it clear that they their priority is cutting taxes for corporations and billionaires, um, taking away money allocated to the IRS that they could use to go after sort of corporate tax cheats. Um, and it's, I think, a simple question of just what your priorities are. Yeah. Um, and at Parents Together, we think the priority should be everyday families that are struggling to to raise their families. Yeah. Um, I mean, but you, you, you I just said, hopeful. yeah, you just said, you, you, well, you said something, you said the money is there, right? So I, I, what I was going to ask you is if you have a sense of whether Congress will come up with this extra $1 billion needed to fund the program, or is this just a waiting game, you think? I think they absolutely can. It is just a simple question of those priorities, mm -hmm. right? Um, we find many more billions of dollars for lots of other things. Um, and we're just going to push as hard as we can alongside the families in our network to make sure Congress is hearing from parents worried about this, um, showing that parents are listening yeah. and watching what's happening. Um, feels like our best bet to really um, make sure that they um, do what's needed. Before I let you both go, I mean, tell us what you're watching out for at this point. You first, Jenny. Yeah, so definitely this is on our mind, um, as well as just any other changes to uh, to federal um, funding and just how that impact, impacts the folks that we serve and then also folks who maybe would be turning to us for the first time and just building mm -hmm. up our capacity to be able to to help folks as they need us. Um, and, and again, reaching out to our community for support with that. Last word to you, Allison. I think we'll just be um, working together um, to make sure folks are writing their representatives, um, demanding Congress act. Um, and I do think that together we can be a powerful um, force for change. So I'm hopeful that yeah. they'll do the right thing um, and that we won't have these uh, wait lists. Allison Johnson's campaign director of Parents Together and Jenny Hall is a chief program officer at Nourishing Hope. Thank you both so much. Thank you.